0: Car Chats with Tess Cat, and Sean acknowledges the traditional custodians of the Kulin nations,
1: whose land on which we record and air our content.
2: We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. You're listening to Car Chats with Tess Cat, and Sean,
0: the radio show where we talk about all things taboo and relevant to you. Catch us at radiomonash.org every Tuesday at five. Hello and welcome to Car Chats with Tess, Kat and Sean, the show where we talk all things taboo and relevant to you. My name is Kat. I'm Sean. I'm Tess. And on today's show, we're going to be chatting about the drama that's happening with Dave Chappelle. And then we're going to jump into more drama with Jesse Nelson and Little Mix. Anyways, (laughs) let's start off with our weeks. Tess, how has yours been?
1: A little busy, I'm not going to lie. Week 12 is coming up, so I am stressy, my friends. Very, very stressed, but that's okay after this week. It's just exams, but I don't mind exams because you have a lot of time in between them, Mm. so it's kind of chill. Um, Is there anything you've been
2: doing to, like, you know, take a moment for yourself and make sure you're looking after your mental health? Any tips? Yeah,
1: daily walks, daily runs. Spending time with my nearest and dearest (laughs) is pretty good. I also wanted to say that it is birthday season. It feels like everyone has birthdays. Oh, so true. So it's just that extra level of busyness. But I'm enjoying it because I do love birthdays.
2: Mm. everything after july is so quick and then you've got christmas and then it's new year's it's just it just speeds up so quickly
1: yeah
2: oh boy For sure how's your week
1: sean
2: um well i'm in quarantine i'm not sure if i mentioned it i'm honestly my perception of time is so out the window lately um but i've been in quarantine because i was a close contact um when training for my new job but it's been all right like it's it's been good to just slow down and stuff. So I've really enjoyed that and also given me some time to help Olivia with her little side projects. So um other than that, I can't say I've done anything other than lots of reading, starting meditation, and also just catching up on TV shows. It's been it's been good. It's That's been so nice. nice like the I feel so bad because I know you guys have been so stressed out and busy and stuff. And I've had like uni work to do, well not uni work, but like I've got training to do for my work, but I feel like I've had so much like, I don't have a choice. Like, I just have to sit here and do it. So it's not mm. like I have anything competing for my time. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've just been going at my own pace and trying to, trying to stay sane.
0: It's like you have to make the most of this time where you, where you, you have to be. I've been this.
2: so busy, though, for no reason. But it's yeah. been good busy, just, like, taking care of myself and studying, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. And I'm trying to do as much study now before work starts because then it's going to be balls to the wall. Is mm. <laughs> that so mm. say?
0: <laughs> it is anyways really
2: onto <laughs> on you Kat how's your week been
0: mine's been so boring like always lockdown blues a bit but um it's been okay I'm finally on the squid game train and I know I'm a bit late to the party and I don't know why I'm watching it it is a Feel bad, show. I don't like it. It's so gruesome. I don't know why it's popular. I just don't get it. <laughs> I feel so depressed every time I watch it, and it's always at night. So before I go to bed, oh, that's a, that's what's been happening all week. I've been having dreams of Squid Game every night. You're There's kidding. Some sort of aspect of Squid Game in my dreams. Oh, that's really I scary. I haven't yet,
2: so oh, but I've seen that.
0: How yeah. far are you in? I just watched episode six, the one that everyone talks about, and Aww. I fully cried the whole time. I will not
1: watch it. I will say don't. I am an absolute chicken. I don't do not it. like gruesome things, and it's I would rather have a good night's sleep than have. Night's
2: sleep. So... Wait, Tess, have you watched any of it? No, Hello?
0: and oh, I will not. Cool. No, don't. I think like the hype was unnecessary. I think okay, no, actually, I'll say the hype was necessary because I think it tells it sells a really good. Message. I mm. think the messaging is very strong there, but the way it's betrayed, like, oh, the it's so it's graphic. Everyone
2: cup of tea, and I think that's no. yeah, yeah. From the commentary you... I've
1: read about it, mm. it's yeah. quite concerning to to realize that this concept has come out of someone's brain.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's the shocking true. thing sometimes would you are you gonna keep watching it Kat do you reckon?
0: yeah I'm gonna finish it um I'm watching it with Genge and we're just like let's binge this last these last three right episodes so we never have to think about it again <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. can't even spread it out you know what though um, you yeah, kind of have to you. watch
2: it it's thank like you. it's like um you know cu- social currency it's like everyone's talking about it and I feel so left out yeah there's been so many memes and stuff and I'm like I have no so idea what anyone's memes. talking about
0: I know but yeah, oh, okay. I think yeah, watch it if you wanna if you just want to know what all the fuss is about. But I'll give it it's back. definitely not like it's definitely not my cup of tea at all, but I watched yeah. it just for the hype. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> let's jump into our news updates. First, we have former Sony music boss, uh, Dennis Hanlon, has been stripped of his lifetime aria award. Um, and this comes after the Four Corners investigation into bullying at Sony, as well as um, what Tess recommended last week. Everybody knows the podcast all about the um misconduct, misconduct that happened um, at Sony whilst it was under under his control. So um yeah, it's a it's big news um considering the fallout of what's happened with the investigations, but. Yeah, I don't think he, he does, he doesn't deserve it. Like, I'm glad that he's been stripped. stripped Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, anyways, Tess, what do you have for us? I have
1: kind of an exciting one. Prince Charles has urged our Prime Minister Scott Morrison and other world leaders to attend the UN's climate change conference, calling it a last chance saloon to save the planet. So other world leaders such as Joe Biden, Boris Johnson, the Queen, and even the Pope will be at the event. But ScoMo has not yet made a decision on whether he'll be there. And Prince Charles gave some quotes such as, if we don't really take the decisions which are vital now, it's going to be almost impossible to catch up. And he Mm -hmm. also stated that it's already beginning to be catastrophic because nothing in nature can survive the stress that is created by these extremes
0: of weather. It's so oh, interesting boy. to have Prince Charles um, comment on, mm. on this. It was quite um, bizarre. Not bizarre, but it was a bit like, oh, he's talking about Australia. He's talking about ScoMo. Yeah. And for all <laughs> the wrong reasons. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sean, what about you?
2: So on the 19th of October, Victoria is set to open its borders to New South Wales, Um, and so they can apply for travel permits regardless of their resident status to Victoria. So it's caused a bit of drama and a bit of controversy because we're still stuck in lockdown, and Danny Boy said that when we get to our 70%, target we'd have a bit more freedoms um but we've just extended the travel bubble and we've gotten a few extras but it, we're still in lockdown mm-hmm. so I think it's a bit of a slap in the face I think that we've met our target and people from New South Wales can come here for a holiday and I can't go to my dad's house yeah. to say hi and you know go for a picnic mm-hmm. so it's, yeah it's just such a slap in the face and you know not, not a really good move on the government's part at this point, to be
0: honest. No, it's not a feel-good moment because it's just another reminder that we are under such it's strict rules. It's really disheartening, it's honestly.
1: <laughs> like, I want to be hopeful that we can open up and have a, the best fuck-off summer of our life.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I am not hopeful. <laughs> no, it's oh, not I mean, guaranteed. if you're
2: from New South Wales, you know, <laughs>
0: live it up. <laughs> oh.
2: Oh, I'm going to be so shitty.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, on to our weird and wacky. I have I have to mention one um, before I mention the other because they're both really good and I don't care. I'm going to give you two. <laughs> the first one is Times Square billboard adds shame Australia's climate change policy. So basically what happened, if you haven't seen it, um, for like 15 minutes uh, on Times Square, there was an ad that said, like one of them said, cut a koala in brackets before we make them extinct. So, yeah, there's, and then there was another one, Cole Ophile Dundee goes to Glasgow and it's got a picture of Scott Morrison wearing a cap, um, sorry, a hat, which, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah.
1: It's just quite funny. Yeah. It is quite funny. Maybe we'll post it on our socials so people can see the images. go Gomo dressed as crocodile dundee holding like a huge lump of coal. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty quite funny.
0: funny. It is funny. Oh, um, yeah. and then on top of that, I just wanted to add this one because it just popped up before the show. Uh, this is from pedestrian. TikToks are TikTokers are using lube as a primer, and the results are regrettably golden hour glow worthy. <laughs> and this is this picture of, like, this guy just pouring <laughs> lube on his cheek and it's just hilarious. Oh, my okay, God. Okay, but this makes sense because a lot of lube has
1: silicon in it and a lot of primer has silicon in it because it fills that in your true. pores. That is true. The, the
0: no. fact that it's not supposed to go in it- yeah, something purpose. You know I'm feels all wrong.
2: for repurposing and not wasting. So <laughs> if you're reaching for, you know, some lube and saving yourself a trip to the to Mecca or something, you do that, you know what I mean? That's true, I if know. you're
0: desperate. Especially in lockdown. Who, who yeah. am I
2: to yuck someone's yum?
0: That's true, that's true. That's what we're Shut all up. about here. <laughs> yes. Pest, what's
1: that's yours? That's my favourite phrase. Mine is also Scott Morrison related and it's quite... <laughs> funny nice and it is from pedestrian and the headline reads if only the pm had as much love for south asian refugees as he does for desi curries and music oh my god that broke the internet didn't it It did so if anyone (laughs) hasn't seen it our dear leader scomo is trying to make curries part of his brand i don't know why but he does a very publicized curry (laughs) night every saturday and it's honestly a little it's quite cringe it's quite cringe oh, Jesus. and recently he's posted about how he loves to listen to this desi hits playlist when he's cooking curries <laughs> and okay the issue i have with this and the issue the pedestrian article had with this is it completely contradicts his not very nice treatment of actual South Asian people, and particularly <laughs> South Asian asylum seekers and refugees. Mm-hmm. He literally has a silver trophy of a boat on his desk with the words "I stopped these" emblazoned on it. Oh
0: my god! Really? Yes. Oh, that's oh. Such a... oh, like okay. I know Sorry, it's I'm funny. I'm biased, but
1: yeah, but. I, no. I disagree. I have issues with this. I was yeah. going to
2: say I know it's like a weird and wacky, but also at the end of the day it's like so typical for western people to consume culture while 100%. you know marginalizing the people that they're taking it from. 100%. So mm-hmm. food, music. Thing.
1: If you if you enjoy the food and the music, you respect the people too.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, and also I'm sorry but me picturing Scott Morrison in his shorts listening to desi music <laughs> and cooking curry uh, not it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, know, I will yuck, yum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yucky. Um,
2: well, onto lighter news. So, well, i do not know if it is lighter. It depends on whose side you're on. So, New Zealand, New Zealand is taking its official wizard off the payroll after two decades. So, you, <laughs> this might be new to you, but New Zealand pays a wizard. He's, you know, um, sanctioned by the country, and he's. It's meant to be in regards to one of the rings. So, to right. bring in tourism. Um, and basically, yeah, profit off you know how well Lord of the Rings has done, and he gets paid sixteen thousand dollars a year. However, um, he's made several remarks. In regards to women and the local government's tourism strategy, and basically he's just dug himself a hole. No, no. And I think they've turned around and being like, "Why are we paying this man sixteen thousand dollars to <laughs> harass women and you know yeah. get all political when he's meant to be there to just be like a mascot, I suppose, for the state, for the, mm-hmm. for, the for the country?" So um, yeah, so he's just lost his job after you know not his job, but the role is officially taken off. They've abandoned it, and no one's getting paid to be the wizard anymore. So. <laughs> New Zealand has lost its wizard. That's the story. <laughs> yeah. that's, I would that's... like to
1: know how many of, of our listeners actually knew New Zealand had a wizard. Yeah, I had no idea.
0: <laughs> that's such an odd but unique thing. Yeah, I know. But I mean, like, if you get respect... New Zealand,
2: you know how how much they milk the Lord of the Rings series. Yeah. Like, they yeah. really, really milk that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's so... Cool. <laughs> that just about wraps up our little intro. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We're going to take a short little break and then get into some juicy Netflix and Dave Chappelle drama, followed by some more drama, as Kat stated earlier, with Jesse Nelson from Little Mix and also some Blackfishing claims. So we'll see you guys soon.
1: Dave Chappelle is an American stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and producer. He has received numerous accolades, including five Emmy Awards and three Grammy Awards, as well as the Mark Twain Prize. He's known for his really satirical comedy sketches, um, including series Chappelle's Show. Now, Dave Chappelle kind of loves making people mad. He's delivered a lot of jokes throughout his career that offend or tell really uncomfortable truths. And his recent Netflix special, The Closer, has sparked some enormous controversies Sean would you like to take us through them oh
2: I'd love to so most of you already know but Chappelle basically his whole hallmark of comedy is pushing the boundaries as you like to call as he likes to call it at the expense of the LGBTQ community as well um, in particular, especially trans people. Um, and his response, usually when he faces backlash, is claiming that his critics are just overly sensitive. So throughout his career, a lot of his jokes do center around homophobia. So yeah, a lot of it has just been a pattern of homophobia and transphobia, but more so recently in his new special. I'm just gonna talk a little bit about his 2016 set where it became evident that he was, you know, exhibiting transphobic sentiments, where he claimed that he didn't want to go to Urinal and stand next to a woman with a dick because that would make him really uncomfortable. And he set this line on his comedy special. And that should have been red flags to begin with, but Netflix has a long-standing deal with Chappelle and it's resulted in the new um, special called The Closer. And he has said so many homophobic and transphobic um, making a comparison between the Black community and um, the, the freedoms of the LGBT community. In particular, coming to DaBaby's, um defense in regards to his homophobic comment. Uh, also coming to the defense of JK Rowling for being a TERF, which is someone who identifies as a feminist that argues that trans women aren't real. Um, In the Closer, a few excerpts I'd like to talk about is in our country, um, you can shoot and kill an N-word, but you can't hurt a gay person's feelings. And I feel like he hides behind these comments in terms of comparing, uh, you know, say like, yeah, the freedoms of the LGBT community compared to the black community as though one oppressed marginalized group is allowed Mm. to take digs at the other at the expense of LGBTQ um, people, which is so unfair.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, Mm. that's just not okay. And it's also untrue. Like gay people and people who, you know, are part of the LGBTQI plus community remain marginalised a lot of the time. And, you know, their discrimination (laughs) exists against members of these communities and I don't think that's a a fair comparison at all and they're also not mutually exclusive gay people and black people yeah you know it's like he's
0: placed like this blanket like minority like okay you're a minority yeah like you yes between each minority saying that it's just the same what you yeah when it's not
2: at all Yeah, it's almost using it as literally and as as an excuse being like, okay, cool, black people have less rights than LGBT people because you can shoot a black person, but oh my God, let me not say something funny at the expense of a trans, you know, a trans Mm -hmm. person, like shoot me about that. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's not even like, Equivalent. It's not an equivalent comparison. And some of the stuff that he said is so damaging. And he talks about it as though it's just genuine facts and he's just, you know, giving us some tough love. Like he's said in his show that gender is a fact. Like that's all there is to it. And he's also compared trans women's genitalia to plant-based meats. Um that's
1: appalling. That is absolutely appalling. And for one, we know biological sex is fact. Gender? Yeah, gender is not- constructed. It's fluid. It's whatever. It's it's the way you express yourselves. It's the quality exactly. that you demonstrate and the characteristics that you show.
2: Mm. yeah
1: Mm. Ah. he also
2: sets up as well in a way that you almost can't attack him because you're just doing exactly what he says you know he's like you know you're all gonna come for me for this but this is just facts and another thing as well is he's compared um trans women or well you know the trans community as basically performing the equivalent of blackface and i just don't understand how that's true at all like (laughs) gender identity is not the same thing as culture and yeah, so it's just Wait, yeah. that doesn't make no, sense.
0: So oh he's gosh. saying that if you are transgender, if you transition, you are essentially yeah. black-facing well, exactly. because you're changing the way you look.
1: For someone who thinks gender is fact, yeah. that makes perfect sense because he doesn't think there's fluidity there. He doesn't exactly. think that you can choose how to express yourselves. Like my my race, right? My yeah. race and my ethnicity, I can't change. Yeah. I can't wake up tomorrow and say I'm a black woman. That just Mm. like is nonsensical. But with gender, it's very different, but not in Dave Chappelle's eyes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, He also expressed anger at the fact that Caitlyn Jenner was awarded Woman of the Year by ESPN, saying that women should be mad that someone who's never had a period could win the award. So, and that's the thing that he does. He pits people against each other. Like he pits black people against, um, you know, the LGBT community by saying stuff like, oh, if slaves had oil and booty shorts on, we might've been free 100 years sooner. Or he pits women against trans women by saying, oh, y'all should be mad at the fact that you know, someone who's never had a period has won an award for being Woman of the Year. And, you know, and I know Netflix has come out and said that, you know, the title doesn't violate any, um, you know, it doesn't propagate any harm and it doesn't go against any of their policies. And I'm like, how is this not... You know, harming people. How is this mindset and this blatant Mm -hmm. transphobia not harmful at all?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about um, what Netflix's uh, response. So the co-CEO of Netflix, Ted Sarandos, said adults can watch violence, assault and abuse or enjoy shocking stand-up comedy without causing them to harm others. Um, he also said in a staff memo um, that we are working hard to ensure marginalised communities aren't defined by a single story. So we have Sex Education, Orange is the New Black, Control Z, Hannah Gatsby and Dave Chappelle all on Netflix. Key to this is increasing diversity on the content team itself. So, yeah, he's basically just saying that, look, we have all these diver- diverse programs, movies, content um and dave chappelle is just Mm. one of them
1: well can i just
2: i was gonna say um he also said as well that it's important um as part of the content offering to have a diverse portfolio but i'm like like how important is it to have this narrow like Mm. point perspective to be on there like i feel like he's protecting chappelle corby's right to say whatever he feels like over like Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> I'm keeping that in.
2: Oh my goodness. Sorry. I mean, I meant Dave Chappelle. Like, I feel like he's prioritizing like their deal with Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle's right to like you mm. know say whatever he feels like and have a dig at the, those these communities over sorry the sentiments and, yeah. and and feelings of like you know the people that watch and the people that work for Netflix. Well, I can
1: identify that there's gonna be a counter argument here about artistic licensing and freedom of expression, yeah. right? And that yeah. not allowing this broadcast would be censorship.
0: Yes, essentially. that is yeah. true. That is true. And I think also there might be an element of meeting quotas um, mm-hmm. in terms of, okay, are we just going to accept, we're going to keep him on because he's a black man and whatever yeah. the content is, it doesn't matter. But as long as he's diverse, like, it sounds like they're separating the content from the actual person and, mm. and who they are to meet that quota. quota. But I absolutely mm. agree, Tess, with the um, artistic expression and all of that. It yeah. is hard to, especially in a Western society, censorship is a bit of a tricky one.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, others, I yeah. suppose in this, yeah, you go, Tess. Well,
0: I just think,
1: like, I don't know. Yes, you're entitled to express your opinion to express the way you think but when you don't it's really hard to back that argument up when I don't agree with mm-hmm. what he thinks and I know yeah. that the way he thinks really hurts a lot of yeah, people not at the expense
0: of yeah. The people, yeah yeah and
2: with Chappelle as well I feel like there is the pattern as well Dave Chappelle by the way there is the
0: Chappelle call me sorry (laughs) yeah
2: sorry there's just like the pattern and i'm like how how often and how much of a platform are you going to give this individual like you've had his other specials on on netflix before and you've got this one and it's just a long line i think he's got six all together on netflix and like how much if you keep giving this person a platform despite what they say you're basically kind of encouraging it to some level And i think there's just a little bit of responsibility to, I suppose, listen to feedback, especially from your employees.
1: Yeah, mm. that's a really good point, Sean. Like Dave Chappelle doesn't need help getting his voice heard, but perhaps some Not of the people all. that are the target of his jokes do. Yeah.
2: 100%. So- that's beautifully said.
0: Mm. To wrap up, let's mm-hmm. quickly add in the quote about uh, from Hannah Gatsby because she posted um, an Instagram uh, Yeah, she uploaded an Instagram post in response to Netflix's response. So it's quite funny, these responses. But it's a good one. It's, uh, Hey Ted surround us. Just a quick note to let you know that I would prefer if you didn't drag my name into your mess. Now I have to deal with even more of the hate and anger that Dave Chappelle's fans like to unleash on me every time Dave gets $20 million to process his emotionally stunted partial worldview. You didn't pay me nearly enough to deal with the real world con- consequences of the hate speech dog whistling. You refuse to acknowledge Ted fuck you and your immoral algorithm cult i do shits with more backbone than you that's just a joke i definitely didn't cross a line because you just told the world there isn't one and i think that is a perfect way to wrap up because it literally sums up i guess our opinion on it too doesn't it
2: i agree that was (laughs) beautifully said as well
0: Have you seen these headlines in the past few days? Jesse Nelson wrote, what is blackfishing and why is it harmful? Or on Jesse Nelson and the problem with blackfishing or Nicki Minaj is dragging America into Little mixed drama. So let's start from the very beginning. Little Mix was formed on the UK music talent show, The X Factor, in 2011. So we had Jesse Nelson, Perry Edwards, Jade Thirlwall, and Leanne Pinnock, who were put together by the judges to create a super girl group. Very similar to what happened with One Direction the year before. Fast forward to today, after six studio albums, countless of awards, including Brit Awards and Teen Choice Awards, as well as sell-out tours around the world since 2013. In 2020, Jessie Nelson decided to depart from the popular girl group due to mental health struggles. It was announced that Perry, Jade, and Leanne would continue as a trio. So, what is all the drama about? Tess, would you like to explain?
1: I would love to. So, Jessie Nelson has gone solo with her career and with a new track featuring Nicki Minaj called Boys. And in a DM, Leanne called Jesse out for blackfishing in her music video for boys. And Leanne had apparently mentioned it in the past when the group were a four piece. So let's unpack what blackfishing is. And it's where a white person appropriates black culture for their own benefit. So blackfishing is a term used for someone Uh, accused of emulating a black or mixed race person by using makeup, hair products, and in some cases, even surgery to change their appearance, usually on social media. Mm -hmm. And blackfishing profits from certain aspects of blackness that are seen as palatable and cool without experiencing the discrimination that has historically come and still comes with a lived experience of being a black person. And Mm -hmm. some even consider it the modern version of blackface because it capitalizes off the quote-unquote exotic looks of historically oppressed minorities. So like blackface, blackfishing treats black features as a costume that can be removed at will. And that definition is from evening standard. And so numerous celebrities, including the Kardashians, Ariana Grande, Iggy Azalea, and even Love Island star Molly May have all been called out for using products to make themselves look darker. But this is, like, beyond just a bit of fake tan. This is, like, darker to the point where they look like they have a different ethnic background and they are of a different race.
0: Yeah, and I think with, like, this, I was just thinking with the surgery thing that what comes to mind is, like, um, BBLs, so making your bum look really big and, like, well-shaped, which isn't natural. Um, Have you seen
1: the woman? White woman who has decided to be Korean.
2: No, I haven't. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) Something? Yes. There's this woman who woke up one day and said, "I am Korean." Oh God,
2: that reminds me of Rachel Dolezal. Do you guys remember her? She was like a, I think Scandinavian European person that identified as a black person after going to Africa for a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. All I'm gonna say is white people be really crazy sometimes. Like. Sorry, Um, no. The thing about blackfishing, as Seth was saying as well, is it's it's not as, um, you know, obvious as blackface. It's so subtle in terms of, you know, it's like a a lip injection here, um, you know, butt implant there, darker makeup, you know, curly hair. And the thing is, it's not that much of a big deal when it's just all separate you know what I mean Mm. you got Kelly hair cool whatever but the Mm. thing is when you put it all together like Jessie Nelson did in the music video for boys as well as the kind of music the backup dancers that she has the way she dresses then you're kind of like verging a little bit more on you know kind of like obvious blackfishing if that Mm. makes sense Mm. but um let's talk a little bit about Nicki Minaj as well because obviously if she was blackfishing and you know the black community had a problem with it why is Nicki collabing with her on um on this song so (laughs) basically they had a live stream recently on instagram and um this is a quote from jesse i personally wanted to say that my intention was never ever to offend people of color with this video and my song because like i said growing up as a young girl this is the music that i listen to and i sorry like i i so relate to that kind of stuff because i grew up say watching telenovelas and anime but it doesn't mean that i'm gonna you know become (laughs) a you know like you know try and like how do i explain this That's not to say I'm not going to suddenly start winging my eyes to make it look like I've got, you know... Or like you know, like those features from the from the culture that I enjoy and stuff. It's just we can understand appreciation, but once you start yeah. to take those without a hundred percent understanding the mm. the struggles, it's appropriation and mm. it's black. For yeah, sure. well, I was okay. gonna
0: say it's a very very strong link to appropriation. Mm. Yeah. But 100%. appropriation
1: is such a tricky conversation because there are no clear lines right Mm. we've spoken about it time and time again on this podcast but there is always a group of people who are going to be offended but there's also a big group of people who might not really care yeah
0: Mm. right like i
1: am asian if you wore chopsticks in your hair i don't give a shit but and i know my asian (laughs) some of my asian friends would do you know what i mean I totally
2: relate to that. Like, I had a conversation recently with Olivia, and it wasn't recent. She was asking about my opinion with hair and braids and all that. And I was like, look, personally, I don't really care. To me, Mm -hmm. hair is just hair and and all that. But I'm like, I know people, I know friends, I know family that have been judged or stereotyped or reduced to, you know, some uh, racial you know, just reduced to a certain level because of their hair. And for that reason, if that person says they're offended by the fact that, you know, why people are wearing braids, I'm with that person. I'm not with you. Even though I don't personally Mm -hmm. care or -hmm. have a personal stake in it, I'm here for the person that is, you know, offended because they're the ones that have to, you know, it's being an ally, I guess. It's like, yeah, you get what I'm saying? Even if you personally don't care, you still need to not What's it called? Negate or dismiss or invalidate mm, other people's experiences.
0: Absolutely. And, absolutely. Yeah. I think with the um Jesse Nelson situation, personally, like I've been a fan of Little Mix for so long. Like I,
2: mean, I saw you there, didn't I? We both went to Little Mix. Like not together, but we bumped into each other.
0: Yeah, I think we did. Yes. A while ago. Um, yeah, so big fan, but I will admit, and I know this is a this kind of proves that this black fishing thing is kind of happening. I couldn't tell you if she was, I never knew if she was white or not. Like I couldn't, I couldn't Same. identify Same. whether she was or not. And that is a testament to how much she would change her appearance to look yeah. darker. Oh Can I
1: tell you who the perfect example of this is? Rita, Rita. Ora?
0: Yes. I thought and she, she was black. black. She's yeah. Albanian or something. Just yeah, like from she's costume. European. Oh yeah. my god, she's been called out a lot as well for the way she looks. As yeah, a hundred percent. and I think like yeah, I a hundred percent agree. I have a real. Not a problem. Yeah, I do have a problem with the tiny thing. Um, <laughs> I don't, I can't relate to um, black people and black fishing at all. But I know that, and this is probably something small, and I don't think it's it's very minor to this issue. But if I'm going to draw from any personal experience, I think, and like I haven't like, in terms of being Greek and Mediterranean, sometimes it does get on my nerves that a lot of white people will tan quite a bit because personally I have had so many insecurities and issues and have been teased for the way like I look from being Mediterranean, for being very hairy, for being dark, for all these things. And like the one thing that I would be praised for is my skin, like for being Mm -hmm. tanned. And Mm -hmm. then when really white people are like, oh, I need to look darker like you. And I'm like, can I just have my like one thing? <laughs> like yeah, you get to yeah. have bare hair. You I- get to have like none of these issues where I have to, like I know that's such a small thing and it does not Kat, compare it's not a small to black thing. fishing at all. But Kat, it's still not. something that I've had to like quietly be annoyed about but yeah. not really it's say not anything. It's not a small know- thing at
1: all. And I'm, yeah. I'm so, so sorry that you've had those experiences because, that's nasty yeah like you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't be teased for things that you can't control yeah you know I mean the I characteristics that you're born with yeah, yeah. so still, I,
0: I can't compare to like black fishing and this sort of stuff because I've been mm-hmm. very lucky and fortunate living in Australia and not having to deal with that sort yeah. of oppression you know what That's,
2: i was gonna yeah. say as well your story kind of reminds me of something like i used to when people are like oh my god like you've got such nice tan skin i used to take that as a compliment now i'm just like well i'm you know i'm black what do you expect yeah. like yeah i used to genuinely be like oh my god like stop like thank same. you and stuff but now i'm just like if people say that i'm like yeah well i'm black or well, <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. my skin you know what i mean i just kind of like to shut it down because i'm like it's not really a compliment mm. because i'm like you know you my are. I have family members who have darker skin than me they wouldn't get the same compliments yeah. your compliment me on my ability to white pass but also not being pasty so it's like i don't really you have
0: articulated it so well and to this point i think i've done the exact same thing i've always felt um some sort of like validation or like kind of like excitement that oh my god someone like is complimenting me over my skin i'm so proud of this skin and i am proud of my skin of course i am i'm i'm so proud but it comes
2: internally and someone else yeah it's because they don't have it yeah.
0: and they want what you have and this is the only thing that i have for myself that i yeah. that i'm kind of proud of if that yeah. makes sense i don't know that was a massive <laughs> tangent but i think it's a point that doesn't get raised that much
2: um oh for <laughs> sure an important um,
0: tangent um,
2: yeah. i was just gonna um talk a little bit about a, a quote from nikki from the live yes. stream um just because we were talking about that before so nikki said um stop if you want a solo career baby girl just say that so uh, just to pre, to give some context. Um, this is Nikki having a dig at Leanne, um, who's a black member of um, Little Mix. Well, she's black. Yeah, she's her parents she is, are from Jamaica. Also, yeah. um,
0: she. Can I quickly, like minor detail? Yeah. Leanne DM'd someone else. She didn't DM Jesse about black fishing, so it was a yeah. leaked DM. Um.
2: Oh, okay. Scandal. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, well Nikki said, stop. If you want to sell a solo career, baby girl, just say that. You can go out and put out your own music. We're gonna support you and love you. That's it. And this is in reference to Leanne. You don't have to attack someone else. If that's how you felt, why would you be why were you kicking with her and being in the videos with her for 10 years? And now all of a sudden she's not in a video with you. You have some negative evil things to say and do. Stop. Um, And this is, yeah, this was confirmed as well later that it was directed at Leanne. And I just want to preface this a little bit by saying, I watched um, part of like the Leanne documentary in terms of her experience as a black member of Little Mix and I think sometimes when you are the minority you don't really know if what you're feeling is valid and you Mm. question it sometimes like I've definitely been in a situation where you know I've been the most um, ethnic person there or you know culturally different Mm. and someone will say something or make a joke and I'm like oh like am I just being sensitive right now or is this valid so the fact that for so long she's questioned her place in Little Mix and she hasn't had a voice and suddenly she's had it. it has nothing to do with the fact, personally mm-hmm. speaking, with the fact that Jesse has, you know, gone out and made a music video yeah. with Nicki Minaj and done yeah. a solo
0: career. I it think that just... comment was so irrelevant.
2: hundred
0: yeah, percent. I agree. And that's an
1: excellent, excellent point, Sean. Often you invalidate your struggles or the way you're feeling because other people have it worse, right? Mm, like, 100. for example, Sean and I went to Sydney for Celebrity Name Game three times in one day we were stopped by security we were <gasps> selected at the airport
0: oh my god for a
1: security check three times in one day and I don't want to believe that that's because we're ethnic but I yeah. think it is. yeah yeah <laughs> I, I
2: literally said that to you before going I'm like what are the odds I get stopped and it happened all three times like we literally <sighs> walked in walked out walked back in every single
1: time so and they're random out. checks like they select yeah. like they're random but they're not random Mm. because they're targeted yeah. you yeah. know like I have to but I, you know it's such a
2: but that's the thing in the moment we like personally I invalidated my own feelings being like oh like whatever like they probably just have to do it and stuff and like a lot of times in this situation you can't think clearly and I think you know that might be one of the reasons Leanne never said anything in the past she mm. didn't feel empowered to say something and she didn't feel confident to say something especially when she you know I think we we're talking about this in the break and stuff about her personal experience feeling like she didn't have as many fans feeling like she had to work harder to get mm. as much um you know praise and, and acclaim for the same you know for the same level of work as everyone else and stuff because she's not just there representing little mix she's there representing a black person in little mix in pop yeah. and i think yeah i think that's that pressure can be so invalidating sometimes to the level where you're like am i just being sensitive or, or like mm. whatever the is so That's um that's my retort to Nicki Minaj at the (laughs) end of the day. She's securing her bag and she's making her money. So she's gonna say whatever it takes to make as many
0: sales. For sure. So on top of the Leanne documentary, Jessie also released a documentary in 2019. And if you haven't seen it, it's goes into the abuse and bullying she faced on social media after they won X Factor and um, the extreme lengths she went to try to get validation from people online. So, look, there's a lot of issues that were going on within Little Mix, a lot of issues within each individual. Um, so that was just another part to the story, I guess, that we just wanted to highlight. Um, but yeah, I'm eager to see Leanne's documentary. I haven't watched it yet. I think it'll be a really interesting watch um, to see what she went through after seeing what Jesse went through. And I'm not saying that that excuses Jesse's behaviour with black fishing and everything, but it is an eye opener. So I definitely recommend watching that one
1: amazing I think that just about wraps up this chat sorry there were a few tangents in there but I think they were fun and I think they were valuable conversations so we hope you enjoyed and we will be back after the break with our recommendations for this week
0: we are up to our recommendations and I'm gonna kick it off I have chosen um Following on actually from Tessa's recommendation last week and um, from the news update that we gave earlier in the episode, I am recommending the Four Corners uh, episode from last week facing the music, the Sony music scandal. So it really goes into the culture, the bullying, the uh, misconduct that was going on at Sony Music um, for like 30 years under Dennis Hanlon's uh, control. So Yeah, it's a really interesting watch. And if you've watched everybody, if you've listened to Everybody Knows, I think you'll like the Four Corners episode too. But with the Four Corners episode, it goes more into the bullying and the experiences of um, different employees, male and female. uh, Whereas Everybody Knows was more about the um, sexual harassment that was going on. Either way, it's a very interesting watch. I highly recommend. Um,
1: So, yeah. I will definitely be checking that one out this week. Amazing. Sorry. Sean, what is yours?
2: Um, so mine's a little phone app. Um, it's one of those um it's one of those inspirational card apps, but you can write your own and just hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. It's got <laughs> I like, love it. <laughs> it's got like different sections and you can choose which ones you want to work on, like self-love, confidence, anxiety, and you can click all of them and Aww. I'll post it on the on the page and stuff, but you can set a little widget up. Oh um, that's it! Sick so yeah so when you stop it about, you've got like a little widget and it's like this one that it says right now is I know real love starts from within because one of my things ah. is self-love that I'm trying to work on mm-hmm. um and so yeah so it's really cute you get updates and you can also write your own ones and I recommend definitely writing your own ones because there's quotes that you see when you're reading a book or watching a movie mm-hmm. that just
0: really yeah show- for sure
2: pick you up and so I've written like 16 down and you know whenever I need to refer back to them or sometimes they just pop up at the perfect time and I'm like this is awesome (laughs) so the app is called I am and we'll link it in the um Instagram story so please go check it out
1: I love that so so much quick very quick tangent do you guys have a favorite inspirational quote
2: um let me see. I think I've got one written down. Oh,
0: I, I just like think, I always think back to the, like, hope for the best but expect the worst sort of one. It's not really inspirational, but keeps me going. It's one you live
1: by. Yeah. So I have one. Is- uh, yeah, you go. So I have two, actually. One, I'm going to credit my wonderful mother, Tracy. <laughs> um, I was feeling really overwhelmed one day and she just said to me, Tess, if you can't do great things, do small things in a great way. Oh, that's good. Like, oh, that was really sweet. And then I another one, uh, I need to credit to Michael because he said it to me once when I was talking shit about someone. <laughs> and he was like, Tess, the best. Well, he saw it on like a church uh, billboard, I think. He was driving past somewhere. Anyway, it, it, he said, Tess, the best thing to do behind a person's back is pat it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like that one. It's very That's innocent. Good. It's very good. Innocent. I love that. Um, I uh,
0: very Christian of him.
2: <laughs> that I like, um, especially because everything's been it's like so intense lately um you it's you've come this far you've conquered everything thrown at you till now there's this is no different in a week a month a year from now you look back with pride over what you've overcame because we all know in the lead up to stuff things can seem so immense and it can feel like you're gonna die like that's you know that's what anxiety feels like it feels like whatever it is Mm. it's you're not gonna be able to do it but you do and you just need to remind yourself like you're just gonna keep going like time only moves it doesn't
0: stop exactly
2: and however big this, you know, big obstacle feels like right now, in a year's time you're going to laugh at it or at least, you 100%. know. So, yeah. That's
1: well, so lovely, Sean. This segment <laughs> turned so deep and meaningful.
2: Cool. <laughs> Gorgeous. You, I'm
1: going to switch gears. My recommendation is food-related once again. <laughs> yes. So I am recommending a restaurant and, okay, it is called Suzurin. It is, well, it's not really a restaurant. It is a Japanese grocer. But they have a sushi and sashimi takeaway only shop in the (gasps) grocer. And mind you, it is always packed. There is a line every day. And I love sushi. But this is like the best sushi I have had in Melbourne. It is so good. And I don't really like California rolls because I don't really like the crab sticks. But their deluxe California roll is my favorite. Favorite, it's so good. Where is it? It's in Campbellwell, corner Ooh. of Burke Road and Canterbury Road. Oh, wait, I think I know the one. So, I haven't had sushi in
2: a while, so yeah. this is definitely yeah. and it's
1: takeaway, yes. it's takeaway only. So, it's amazing perfect for COVID. Highly, highly recommend.
0: Excellent, awesome. I love all of these. They're well, so good.
2: I was gonna say, such wonderful recommendations today. Something to watch, something to do, and something to eat. So, I'm good. I think. What a lovely way to wrap up the show as well. So just want to say a quick thank you to all our lovely listeners. Um, Thanks for tuning in today and having this conversation about Dave Chappelle um, and Jesse from Little Mix. We want to hear what you guys think, so definitely DM us. I've put up some polls, um, so definitely go and check them out. And we'll see you guys again next week.
0: Bye. Bye.